Welcome to You Gotta Have Faith. What is faith? In Hebrews 11th chapter 1st verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. One playwright writes, it's believing you see white when your eyes tell you black. It's a belief where no one else believes. Dr. King says, if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. This is a podcast about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God and also in mankind, the goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. This is uh, the 28th of July. We have the whole crew here. Deb and uh, Craig. We gather together. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So uh, today we're going to talk about Jeremiah, the 29th chapter, 11th verse. It may be a familiar one for those who are uh, read with the Bible, but we're going to tackle it. Uh, Beforehand, I'll uh, uh, take us in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for waking us up this wonderful uh, Sunday morning. I'm sorry, Saturday morning. Um, we thank you so much for uh, you gathering us together to dive deep into your word and to uh, just absorb uh, what you have to teach to us. And I thank you for giving us the the strength and the discernment to, to pass that word on to those who are listening to us. And we ask that you guide us, that you guide us in spirit, that you guide our hearts, that you uplift us through your word, and that everything that we say and we do, are guided by your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 What a positive message. (laughs) (laughs) Try to keep it that way. Hey, that's what what we're all about. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. So, um, yeah, we're going to jump into Jeremiah. There was an article. I was was motivated. Today was my my week to to get us involved. And I'm looking for my cell phone. I don't see it. But basically there was an article uh, that... Uh, focused on, uh, hold on, I'm going to hit pause. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, I was inspired. There's an article, uh, Relevant Magazine, and it says, Stop Taking Jeremiah 29, 11 Out of Context. Actually, my initial, uh, so there was an article, there was a Florida man who worked for uh, Home Depot, and apparently there are a lot of disgruntled Home Depot, Home Depot folks, and but basically this is a black man <laughs> who um, was fired. Uh, He was uh, very close to getting his retirement and his benefits, but they fired him just before he reached retirement age. And he was crushed. He was recorded. I think a family member recorded him to basically reach out to the public to do a GoFundMe campaign and also to shame Home Depot. But he talks about um, he went to church for inspiration because he was, you know, just beaten up and down. And he also had, had to have surgery. I think it was a liver surgery. Bless you. <coughs> Thank you. And um, so he went to the church and he received inspiration from Jeremiah. He mentioned Jeremiah 33 and um, I wasn't, I tried to find the verse and I could never find the verse that he talked about. But in searching for Jeremiah, I ran into Jeremiah 29, 11, and I'm going to read it right now. This is the NIV version. And it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. It's really that simple. It feels good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deb, have you heard this verse before? Is yeah. this one of the verses that are uh, sort of used I've heard around? it before. I was actually saying to Craig at breakfast that, you know, my student Bible that was a gift to me during mm-hmm. my freshman year of college from my friend Rebecca, it's one of the verses that she highlighted for me so that, you know, when I'm studying that, that I recognize some, mm-hmm. some messages that she wanted me to grasp and understand and take to heart. Yeah. Um, and, and it's used a lot, you know, when people are struggling and feel like they're, they don't have a way out just know that God has a plan for you. Yeah. But, but this article says don't take it out of context. So let, I want to kind of mm-hmm. touch on that. So the con- the historical context yes. is is that 
Jeremiah is talking to the exiles in Babylon. So at this time, there's war, there's destruction. The Israelites are separated into two na- nations, mm-hmm. um, I- Israel and Judah. And then he's, he's actually speaking to the refugees, mm-hmm. the ones that have fled to Babylon, that don't have homes. They don't know what their future is going to hold. Right. It sounds a lot like something we're seeing in the news today. That's, that's exactly right. Um, and, and the other thing about Jeremiah that I kind of want to point out in the context is that unlike a lot of other prophets, mm-hmm. um, he quarrels with God a lot. He's oh, like Jeremiah, ranting yeah. and raving and like, mm. uh, but he still obeys God, mm-hmm. yeah. but, but he's very argumentative. <laughs> yeah. I, f- I always find that very interesting where he's like shaking his fist and like screaming and like tearing his hair out. And like <laughs> Yeah. There's a lot of angst in Jeremiah too. I mean, even from God, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, God is kind of like, I mean, all throughout this, uh, you know, God is like, I'm going to punish people. And I, yeah, I'm I'm going to tell you how I'm going to punish people. Don't worry. Everybody's going to like get like they're going to get like really crap coming down on them. <laughs> and, and it's like, you know, it, it's it's so full of angst. Jeremiah's full of angst. Mm-hmm. God's full of angst. Yeah. Everybody's pissed off. Yeah. Well, you know, and scared. Are, they're scared. It, it's not a happy world here in Babylon, which, which, which is another <laughs> parallel with what's happening now. Exactly. I mean, every time that I speak to people, whether it be the yay or, you know, other po- I have another podcast. I'm an American, too. And people don't know what to do. Like uh, last night we talked about, you know, there are people who, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she, you know, went into a restaurant and uh, people refused to serve her. her. Uh, there was, um, oh, what's the, uh, there's a white woman who, uh, who's like an ultra conservative, um, I forget her name. But in any case, someone threw water on her. Tommy Lauren, that's her name. Uh, oh, the podcaster? Yeah. No, no, no. no. She's okay. a uh, ultra right. Uh, she's a um, she's a television personality. Oh, okay. One of these Fox folks. As a matter of fact, I think she was fired because she had said something incendiary. Well, oh. they're always saying something really horrible, and they're spreading misogyny and and homophobia and all that sort of stuff. And as a form of protest, they throw it. But I bring it up to say, people are finding all sorts of other solutions to deal with what's happening out in the world. A lot of these solutions are not good, no. <clears throat> like we talked about. I don't know about, you know, like throwing water on people and, and all that sort of stuff. Like, you know, the civil rights movement, where I talked about Walking with the Wind, the wonderful book by John Lewis, where these civil rights protesters, they knew they were going to be beaten up. But instead of fighting anger with anger or with the same sort of, you know, you know, energy, energy. They basically says, listen, we're going to trust God. We're going to ball ourselves up. We know we're going to be arrested. We're going to, we know we're going to be spat on. We know we're going to deal with hardships, but we can endure it, and we're not going to strike back at our enemies. Uh, we're going to endure, and we're going to uh, prevail. Well, let, tell the listeners a little bit about this article that inspired you it, because mm-hmm. it says don't take it out of context. Exactly. So, so what is it saying? So in a nutshell, I'll read a little bit of it, but um, the article says that a lot of people use Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, um, with and I'll just say it real quick again, uh, for I will come, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plan to give you plans to give you hope and a future. A lot of people use it for individual fulfillment mm-hmm. um, instead of the context of the piece where it's about God's promise to fulfill a nation. Mm. Um, So the article says, uh, sure, it might make a person feel better, but the verse we often prescribe, it has been taken completely out of context. It doesn't mean what people think it means. And it jumps into, um, okay, she talks about how we use, sometimes we use the Bible for our own. Because Jeremiah is talking to Mm -hmm. his his this nation of people exactly. that have lost their country, that have lost their land, mm-hmm. that are separated from their families. Yes, and, and so he he is talking about the plans for the future of Israel. Right, exactly. And the article says, uh, and once once again, this is from Relevant Magazine. What this means is God has plans for a whole group of people, namely the nation of Israel. And if we read it read on in the scriptures, we find that the promise was fulfilled. Those in exile returned. And the nation of Israel was restored for a time. God made a promise through the prophets, and the promise came true. And it goes on and on. And the article talks about John Calvin. The prophet is speaking not just of historic redemption for that period of time, but the future redemption. For the Israelites, God listened to their prayers. 
when they sought him with all their heart and in his time and brought them out of exile. How does that apply to us today? And um, th- this is a long article, but it basically talks about if we fo- if our prayers and our hopes for God to rescue us is on an individual level, purely on an individual level, I think that then we take the, the word of God out of context. It has to be, you know, God. For a people. For a people. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you, you got into this article. You were inspired by the that employee, right? Exactly. I think I found the quote he might have used. Oh, oh okay. Let's this sounds it. just like the Home Depot to me. Yeah. Uh, the Lord proclaims, what, what, what's you the, have said about this place, it is a wasteland without humans or animals. Mm-hmm. That sounds like Home Depot. Is this, <laughs> is this, still, is this still Jeremiah? <laughs> no. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Jeremiah 30. Jer- 33. Uh, yes. Verse, uh, I don't know. I'm just making fun. No, no, uh, yeah. 18. But, yeah. Or 33. 10, first 10. 30, oh, mm-hmm. 33. 10. 10. I yeah. don't know. It's, I just thought that was funny. No, 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 no. You're no. given, uh, I mean, you know, you were inspired by, you know, you say it's not individuals, this is about the nation, but you were inspired by this personal story. Right. To kind of like jumpstart you mm-hmm. through the verse. Yeah. Right? We've yeah. been talking all about, um, you know, through the podcast about not just focusing on ourselves, but what we can do, how God can use us to help other people right. and how helping others brings us closer to God and brings us closer to each other. And we are used as a utensil by God to help others. And it's like, these are the miracles, you know, what we do for others. I mean, we, you know, we don't see the miracles that we see in the old and new Testament, you know, the parting of waters and all of that sort of and stuff. It's about building a community. Exactly. Of faith, right. That's and, exactly right. And as I was looking at this verse that you gave us earlier in the week, mm-hmm. I was looking at the verses around it. And, and what Jeremiah is telling these exiles to do is, like, build a strong foundation where, you're, where you are. That's it may exactly not right. be the perfect place mm-hmm. or where you want to be right now. You may f- be in the midst of suffering, but mm-hmm. can you make the best of it? Yeah. Um, Jeremiah 29, uh, 4 uh, basically says, actually, let's start on verse 5. Yeah. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will proper, prosper. prosper. So basically he's saying, listen, you guys have been exiled. You guys have been pushed out of Jerusalem into Babylon. Um, it's tough. You know, this is a new space. But live your lives. You know, continue to be positive, be strong, continue to invest in your lives. Exactly. Invest in your lives. Yeah. It's like, what are you going to, I always tell my life coaching clients or or my friends, Mm -hmm. what are you doing today? One thing that's going to take you to the the goal that you have, the long-term goal. And I think that that's here too. It's Mm -hmm. like, think long-term. It's not immediate satisfaction. Mm -hmm. The, the, you're not going back home right away. Right. So what what will you do mm-hmm. to invest in yourself and in your community to make a better life until you get to your goal? Right. Right. Exactly. Makes and so I, so I thought of I saw three basic things uh, to think about or the things that spoke to me. We have plans, and I think the article, this relevant article, is speaking more on when we have our individual plans and it's not based on the foundation of God, we don't pray on it. It's something that, you know, and we do this, you know, like when we go to school, okay, let's say our parents may have sent us to school or we go to school, we're going to be a doctor. We're going to be a lawyer and we've got the plan set out and it's all mapped out. And, you know, by the time I hit 25, I'll have my house, my wife, my husband, my kids, and, and I'll all live We'll live happily ever after. And a lot of times it doesn't work that way at all. And we wonder why, you know, what happened? I had mentioned maybe a month ago, there was a woman who uh, who lost her child, and she was like, wow, what happened? I've been a prayerful Christian. Why am I being punished? Why am I being punished? Um, so the first thought that I had was, do we have plans that fail, and why do they fail? Are they based on the foundation of God? Did, you know, uh, is this, are we following our plans, or are we following God's plan? Does our plan support God's plan? Right, exactly. And sometimes we've talked about, Sometimes we need to fail. Sometimes we are executing a plan that is not right at all. Or They've sometimes pl- that plan, mm-hmm. you fail because you're supposed to learn something. Exactly. Exactly. I've been in relationships that have, that have failed, that were supposed to fail. Oh, I've been in a lot of those. Yeah. Well, recognizing, <laughs> I, think, I think recognizing what's wrong mm-hmm. is, the, is, is obvious. 
you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. You were talking about, uh, you know, how, like, when uh, Reg was talking about earlier today about how, how some preacher pointed out a member of the congregation yeah. who was wearing, like, a, oh, sure. you know, a fancy gold <coughs> necklace and saying, like, now there's the problem. I mean, he kind of like used her as an example. This is what's wrong. Yeah, you just, know, this just, is <laughs> this is what's wrong. He's like, right. you know, she's wearing all this gold jewelry. Whereas, yeah. you know, she should be given to the yeah, Lord. I was, I was talking about you know? um, when my when I used to perform with my dad. We had our rendition gospel singers. We would go to these crazy churches, and there was one, yeah, you know, preacher just yelling at the congregation. You know, it was very, very. I'm sure hostile. she wanted to come back. <laughs> right, that, right, <laughs> right. And you know, you know, maybe he's right, maybe he's wrong. But recognizing what's wrong, you know, that's that's obvious. I mean, that's really. And when we do this to ourselves, oh man, I see exactly what's wrong with me, and it's all over me, and I can't mm-hmm. shake it. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's really obvious. That's why I was talking about like what it says to me. What you know? Okay, how do you get beyond that? It's like, well, you create the structure. I create the structure. That's why I go to church that's why mm-hmm. you know we were last week we were talking about john the baptist it wasn't just about you know the sins of the world or, or your personal sins it was about like what comes after that yes crap is wrong yes there is sin yes you know things need to change there are problems here what comes after that and so the structure of the church for me mm-hmm. the structure of god's word for me is like you know we go and we we recognize you know, what we've done, what we haven't done. Mm-hmm. We ask for forgiveness. We give thanks for the things that have happened mm-hmm. and and pray for strength and petition mm-hmm. for strength to reunite, make a new relationship with Christ and everyone else and get back up and do it again. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's kind of the structure that kind of like prepares you to go out and go like, OK, so it's not just me. It's not just my damn problems, mm-hmm. or it's not just the world's damn problems, but it's how can I connect and make things mm-hmm. better. But I'll, let me ask you a question, Craig, because you say that the the problems are easy to point out. Well, sure. If you're honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, let's be honest. Some folk, folks not aren't. Not everyone can be. It doesn't make them go away. Exactly. No. That's exactly right. Okay. You can, yeah, you can deny it or not, but mm-hmm. we're talking about... How do you get to the next play in the game? Right. Like your structure sounds a lot like what Jeremiah is telling these people That's to do. That's exactly right. Well, you, know, you know, like it, make the best of things where you are, understand what your situation mm-hmm. is, pray, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, um, it's a little bit ob- oblique because, you know, to me, you know, I would pair this with the gospel if I could find one. Mm-hmm. Because what we have with the good news, mm-hmm. with our Christian belief is that like, yeah, there's all this, mm-hmm. but then there's this. wonderful, beautiful connection with the Son of God, Mm -hmm. which is kind of like, oh, man, talk about a feather in your cap. Yeah, that's that hope. I mean, that really really gives me the strength. Because if I was a Babylonian and I just heard this, it wouldn't. It wouldn't kind of mm-hmm. like it <laughs> wouldn't I mean, mean a whole lot yeah. to me. Well, we talked earlier. I think we mentioned Luke ninth chapter. That was our faith episode thirty seven, where you talked about the storm. I think it was Jesus mm-hmm. and the apostles are in the storm on the boat, mm-hmm. and Jesus says, "Hey, don't be afraid." And it connects with Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you you wanted to t- attach it to the gospel. I'd love to. Yeah, yeah. just just because it kind of like frees me up and <clears> makes <throat> me feel like a little more involved with it. Mm-hmm. You know. I kind of go well, like, but that oh, okay. Hope, that hope of that there there is a overarching plan, or that mm-hmm. God has oversight and that He's there for us. That that is the promise of the gospel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, Jer- you know, in Jeremiah, he talks about listen. You need to go further, and you know, just continue to grow the family, the community, mm-hmm. and you know, and things and things will be fine. And then he follows it up with verse eleven. You know, I have plans for you. You know, and that that alone speaks to me, for I know the plans I have for you, mm-hmm. and it it gives me a sense of satisfaction. It's like if I don't know where I'm going, if God has a plan for me, and I just execute the plan, and you know, and I and I and let's say through prayer, realize what God's plan is for me. Like you know, I think I talk think about this podcast. I had no idea a year ago or a little beyond a year ago that I'd be doing anything like this. Mm. But all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm fellowshipping with people. We talk all of a sudden I find out that Craig, you're a Christian. I'm like, okay, wow. I've known you for years. I didn't realize that. Mm. And then we talk about, Hey, let's 
built this thing, and boom, here we are. And Deb, we, you weren't here last week, but I was totally like uh, channeling your <laughs> your faith yeah. because because Deb Deb brings a certain character about like a devotion and a trust in in, in God that yeah. you know you and I were sitting there going like. Oh man, we're too goddamn analytical to get, exactly. to get there. You know, you know, you know, we're so stuck in our heads. Deb, and, Deb, and where's Deb right now? Yeah. It's kind of like Deb just is the feeler. Free us the up and, and yeah. like, like, hey man, yeah. you know, God has a plan for you. Deb, oh really? Yeah. Well, let me think about that. I think Deb is the Deb is the Deb is the feeler. I'm the thinker, and Craig is the no, doer. I'm just a mess. Over yeah. There. Yeah. Craig is the what? The doer. The doer. Uh, feeler, yeah. thinker, doer. Yeah, well, yeah. 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 Well, that that's my interpretation. That's your interpretation. But then I bring all the historical context from exactly, my exactly. Bible classes. I'm going to wear my badge with pride. Yeah. So, (laughs) well, but to me, and just to that point, like, you're right, because to me, God is a feeling. Like, that's, and that's the perspective that I Mm -hmm. come from, even though I've had years of studying the Bible in college. And, like, yeah, it's that. And and when you and I had that car ride that one time, and I Mm -hmm. was panicked and freaking out. Oh, yes. That was over 10 years ago. I feel God. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, like, so distraught. Yeah. And I didn't hmm. know what to do with myself. Yeah. It, you know, I mean, I, I remember that. You know, I remember like it was yesterday, although it was years ago, because it had such a profound effect on you. Yeah. How important it is to have that close connection with God. Um, Even so, if it's not always what I want. <laughs> like, right. it, it frequently I'm like, is. this is hard. I don't. <laughs> and, you know, and the folks in Jeremiah 29, I'm sure they're not. That's, I think that's the reason why it's spoken here. Mm. Jeremiah is saying, listen, I know. God hasn't given you what you want, but there's a future plan. Think and some the of them are plan. like cursing God, right? Some of them are like, right. why is God doing this to yeah. us? Let's go back to our other gods. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned earlier about the false prophets. That are exactly, which is point two. I'm glad we segued yeah. into that. So in Jeremiah 28, which is the verse before our verse uh, 29, it, uh, they talk about Hananiah. Jeremiah 28:15. Uh, says because there's a debate going between there are two prophets, there's Jeremiah and then there's Hananiah. Here's what 15 says. Then the prophet Jeremiah says to Hananiah the prophet, "Listen, Hananiah, the Lord has not sent you, yet you have persuaded this nation to trust in lies. Therefore, this is what the Lord says: I am about to remove you from the face of the earth. This very year, you are going to die because you have preached rebellion against the Lord." Then it goes on, in the seventh month of the same year, Hananiah the prophet died. But what struck me is, you have persuaded this nation to trust in lies. (coughs) And I think that's where the frustration of these people are. Mm -hmm. They were led by a false prophet to believe in certain things. Of course, they weren't fulfilled, and now they're upset. Probably upset with God because someone told them things that are not true. Someone said, God's going to take you here and everything's going to be okay. Right. And I wonder about... Who are the people that we, you know, because when we talk about fellowship, we talk about it on a positive level, but sometimes there's negative fellowship. There are people who, are, who we surround ourselves with who should not be in our lives. Let's just be honest. Because they're giving us false hopes and right. leading us in directions that are destructive. Yeah. I mean, I could talk ad nauseum about, you know, the people surrounding Trump. Well, then how do you, so back to our question at breakfast, how do you know who's a false yeah. Profit in your life, or how do you know mm-hmm. what messages are? Yeah, and true. I'm not just talking about preachers or ministers, but even just people. I mean, let's say relationships are, you know, girlfriends, boyfriends, husbands, wives. Let's say the jobs that we're in. Uh, I often read Dear Prudence and uh, Dear Abby, and there are a lot of folks who are like, oh, I'm at this job, and Jimmy's touching me or whatever, and I go to HR, but it's a mom and pop shop, and I really need this job or whatever. And I say to myself, why are you in that job to begin with? You know, a lot of times we go into job interviews and we don't even think about what we're stepping ourselves into. We're like, um, oh, I need this money or, you know, I'm, I'm I, you know, yeah. Again, yeah. Comes into play. So I wonder who, who we surround ourselves with and how that influences how we think. I don't know. It influences it a lot. Yeah. Right. Because the more I, I've said to you guys before, the more that we do this and the more that I hang, hang out with you, the more that God is on the top of my heart and my mind. Good. I think yeah. Mindfully mm-hmm. about what the 
golden rule is and what I should be doing to support it. Mm-hmm. And so in that way, or, or if you're, you want to train for a marathon, then you, and you start hanging out with people That's who right. work out all the time that and you thing, get yeah. into that kind of yeah. habit and they support you yeah. in that. Like Craig, you know, there have been, there was a long time where you weren't involved in the church at all and, you know, you hadn't thought about Christianity, you know, like I'm sure you were heavily involved when you were a child because, you know, mom and dad, drug, drug, dr- you know brought you to church right and then you stepped away from it and then you were like you know i'm missing something i'm missing the fellowship and the and the the ritual and yeah yeah and and the and the structure and the direction but you know to answer your first question is like how do we know the uh how do we know the difference between uh you know someone steps in your life some 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 wonderful promises that don't pan out and some meaningful promises that 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 do mm-hmm. and uh i would say with me personally it has to do with listening and hearing uh throughout those years where i wasn't really connected uh mm-hmm. you know too much with a church or or you know talking about faith or whatever like we're doing now is mm-hmm. i was doing a lot of listening mm-hmm. but i wasn't really hearing much yeah and uh and now um I'm most impressed with actions. Yes. With people's actions and with, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like we are sitting down here, no one can see it, but we're all looking at each other in the eye. Yep. We're all feeling this um mm-hmm. uh sense of camaraderie and uh and warmth mm-hmm. and love and desire for something better for ourselves and and each other and uh you know, and the community out, out outright. That's hearing uh that's actually hearing something mm-hmm. uh whereas if i were you know probably sitting down at home listening to this i'd be just actually right. just <laughs> listening to a podcast sure. uh, right. you, know, right. you know the 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 point is is like um what brought me to it was understanding the difference and when i came back into the church like about two years ago i was a listener i sat i took it in I thought, like, maybe this works, maybe this doesn't. But upon hearing something, upon being told to get off my ass and do things and interact and become a part of it, become more a part of the world, become more a part of this, you know, uh, impetus to to get things going spiritually in my life. Mm Because that was the whole impetus. It's like, I need to kickstart myself spiritually Mm -hmm. because it ain't happening. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was upon hearing and, you know, getting mm-hmm. beyond the listening stage mm-hmm. uh, that kind of uh, did stuff to me. Now, as far as the people of Babylon, who knows? Yeah. You know, they're getting the word. Yeah. They're getting well, they're, they're, well, they're, well, they're finally getting the word. They're getting the word from Jeremiah. Getting the they were from, getting the word from Hananiah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But still, it's kind of like it's it 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 throws the responsibility on them. Exactly. Well, and that's yeah. exactly it, doesn't, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't really grant them mm-hmm. all the promises. Yeah. Even though there's a lot of promises God yeah. God makes throughout the chapter of Jeremiah yeah. and throughout the book of Jeremiah yeah. it's like, you know, all these promises of how he's going to, you know, help them and mm-hmm. you know, destroy their enemies and yeah. blah blah blah. You know, um, it's a matter of what they do about it. Yeah. We choose who we bring into our lives. We we choose uh the jobs that we you know, take in. We choose the people that we hang out with, our friends. We choose um, the relationships that we're in. And I'll, you know, argue we choose what level of relationship we have with God. Some people have a relationship with God, but it's very minimal. It's like, well, I'll say grace, and, you know, that's it. That or seems I'll read like a lot life. for a lot of people I know. Well, right. sure. <laughs> sure. No, I'm serious. No, 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 no. That's fine. I, I don't poo-poo it. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes you, you, you can have a you know, bare minimum relationship with God. And if you're satisfied with that, that's fine. But we choose. We choose how, you know, what our relationships are. You know, there are friends that I've had to walk away from. Um, there are friends who, um, who really motivate me. You know, like uh, there's one friend who motivated me to write a play. And now, you know, my life trajectory is, you know, is going in a different direction. And those are wonderful things. Those are wonderful things. I mean, I'm sure we have all people in lives who have inspired us to do great things. And we've had people in our lives where they can just say one thing and they just tear us down. Yeah. I I was going to say, like, I would kind of argue that 
many people or most people that I know or interact with wouldn't be able to clearly separate the false prophets from the real prophets. Mm -hmm. Because oh, I have they're to very much there, aligned. Jeff. I mean, yeah. it's kind of like I could argue with you, Rich, you know, we choose or not choose who we love. You know, there's a lot of people who say, like, I have no choice. I, I love this person. It's beyond something mm. I can choose, you know, which, you know, may be a great thing or maybe a really harmful thing. Well, that's, that's, um, that's a very philosophical you know, you know, discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but, uh, you, know, it, you know, how I think what I do is, you know, I want to have faith, but also need it to be put to the test. Yes. You know, and gosh, is it every day? Have to do a big reach around uh -huh. to have it have That's it happen. It. Yeah. Sure. So yeah, I want I want to float my little faith out there and say, oh, I just believe, mm -hmm. and it's all good. Yeah, it'll all work out. Right. But you know, here in Jeremiah, it's like, yes, have a plan. Mm -hmm. Plan may not work out. Right. But have one. Right. Yes. Have a plan and and. And try and execute it. Mm -hmm. It may not. It may not happen. Mm -hmm. But let it. You know. Let the work. You know. Contribute to the belief. You can't just be passive and just sit there and wait for God to save you. Well, you can. <laughs> you you can. Right. And then, forty years later, <laughs> you still figure waiting. out another thing. Right. Exactly. You know? I think also a lot of the mm -hmm. pro false prophets that we hear are in our heads. That's true. They're the ones that yeah. are telling us we're not yeah. lovable or we're yeah. not smart enough. But, you know, we get we get subliminal messages all the time. I mean, I argue that's what capitalism is all about. You know, we get commercials all the time. We get, you know, we listen to the radio and all that sort of stuff. We have all sorts of images, images of have beauty. News that isn't news. and Sure, <laughs> sure. I, you know, uh, thoughts of what power is, you know. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you wake up today and you're a soybean farmer. Are you just going to say, oh, it's all going to work out? Mm -hmm. or are you going to have to get up and. You know, yeah. no, make a difference in your there's life. Government subsidies. Yeah, for that. yeah. Here, you're just going to say, it's all gonna, <laughs> sure. Is it all going to work out, or do I need a plan? Do I need to actually plan? Do I something? need to actually yeah. kind of like yeah. you know have <laughs> you know have mm -hmm. something more than just the faith? And to get to your point, Deb, you're absolutely right. God doesn't want us to. You know, He wants us to. I think it's it's both because there are people who act without God, or let's say they don't focus on God, and they're at a trajectory. There are plenty of folks like I talked about how. There are some folks who pass the bar and they graduate from law school, but they can't be a lawyer anymore because they can't get a job. And now they have to be a paralegal. Uh, and I talked about, you know, I went to uh, it was um, uh, San Francisco State University and I talked about paralegal studies. Uh, you know, they brought us in as guests uh, mm -hmm. because we work for the DA's office. And there, were, and you know, there were quite a few who had passed the bar, and I was like, "Wow, you guys are way overqualified." But it's sad because they had a trajectory, a plan, and they can't execute that one plan, that thought that they would, I don't know, be a part of a law firm and make a lot of money and all that sort of stuff. So, if you execute a plan and you don't have God involved, that's a problem. And if you pray to God but you don't do anything else, that's a problem. I think it takes a mixture of both: have a plan, have a prayer. Yes. You know, connect with God, yeah, and you and know, trust. He, and, and and trust. Yeah, I was um actually I had an exchange yesterday with a friend of mine mm -hmm. that let anxiety kind of overwhelm him. So mm. there was a merger of two companies, and he yeah. was really worried about layoffs. Yeah, and um, even given conversations that he quoted with his boss, he mm -hmm. was waiting so anxious about this one on one to find out whether he was laid off, and I was like. All of these things that you've told me are telling me that you're safe. Mm -hmm. And and I kept trying to give him that the message of the universe. Mm -hmm. I was using that term. Yeah. The universe has a long-term plan for you. Yeah. No matter what the outcome of your one-on-one -on -one is, mm -hmm. it just means that then you will have the knowledge to make your next plan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But he, he was raising all this anxiety. Yeah. Uh, that he was generating himself. Yeah. Not to get too abstract, but... When I think about my job trajectory, like how I'm here and, you know, like I'm I'll just, you know, straight out say it. I'm 49 years old and, you know, next year yes. I'll, I'll qualify for retirement. I plan to work, you know, up more so I can get more out of my retirement. But, you know, when I talk to my brother, my brother, he's um, he's a millennial and he's trying to trying to find his way. And I basically says, you know, I when I came out of school, I came out of school with an acting degree and I have no idea how I got here. But basically, I have a good personality. 
uh, I'm warm and, you know, I want to connect with people and I can read people to find out, okay, what, what's needed here? What's needed in this office? What are, where are the questions that I can, you know, fit myself into? I walked into a temp agency and learned how to, you know, to use the computer and uh, just, you know, went from agency to agency to agency and then I finally found myself. So to make a long story short, you can have a plan, but sometimes it's, I think people are gravitated towards who you are as a person. You know, are you, is this something that I, who, who I want to be around? Um, that speaks more than, you know, what you have on your resume and the connections that you, that you have. You know, there are, I think it's, it has to be something, I know it's abstract, from within that draws people to you. There are people who, who are just so loving and so wonderful. I could say that it's the love of God in them. They may be, um, there's, a, there's a director that I'm working with now, Radhika Rao, and she is Hindu. And, um, but, you know, she believes in meditation. She believes in connecting with people. She believes in, hey, we're all going to go and get into a circle and let's hold hands and let's just, you know, breathe and absorb, connect. you know. Yeah, connect. And, and all that. So, and a lot, you know, there's some people who may roll their eyes and like, oh, my God, you know, do we need all this? But that's, and people are drawn towards her. People, you know, really love and care f- for her. And, and um, her. yeah. And that is, dare I say it, marketable. You know, that is something that, you know, that we need in our relationships with, you know, our significant others. Where, you know, the bosses that I have who have that connective, who have that warm personality, those are people who I want to work with. But, but when you identify those people who, mm-hmm. in this example from Jeremiah, yes. are not false prophets like there's so many false prophets that uh, have that appearance well sure you need discernment you need to you know be able to listen to read the bible for yourself you know you can take i can tell you you listen to this podcast and say well i don't know if i agree with all that because i'm reading here whatever you know we dive into the bible that's why we're from three different denominations you know deb is catholic you're episcopalian and i'm baptist um well, I mean, you you can sit there and poo-poo somebody just sitting down and holding hands, mm-hmm. you know, with other people, but you didn't. You said, like, oh, my God, other people found this stuff really meaningful. Right, exactly. She <laughs> found it really meaningful. I, she, like, she she, man, she, she, I would mm-hmm. find it meaningful, too, Yeah. because it's the difference between uh, thinking about it and doing it. Yeah. You know, I yes. mean, yeah, you could sit here and listen to this podcast and think about us holding mm-hmm. hands and think about holding hands with us sure. or maybe holding hands with – your significant other or mm-hmm. somebody you've been meaning to reach out with mm-hmm. and give it some thought. And that's a wonderful, wonderful idea. But it's an idea. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like the people, you know, listening to the false prophets. I mean, it's one thing to sit there and like s- have somebody say, okay, we're going to give you lots of cookies. <laughs> it's going to happen. And they're going like, oh, right. oh, okay, we'll wait around for the damn cookie. <laughs> and then it never comes. Sure. It's like, no, no, you've got to go out and get the damn cookie. Yeah. You know, yeah. you have to you have to actually touch another person's hand. Yeah. You have to actually not just wish it, mm-hmm. but do it. Yeah. And uh, it may be a very small thing. Mm-hmm. Just like that. I mean, that yeah. doesn't seem like a really big-ass deal, does it? Right. Deb, hold my hand. Let's have a little kumbaya. <laughs> you know, no, it's, a, you know, but if I sit there and just thought about it, that's one. Mm-hmm. But if we do it, well, mm-hmm. that's another thing. That's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell one quick story before we jump into the third point that I have in Jeremiah. Yeah. So I had I had the Yay podcast last night, and we had a, uh, a guest, and I'll mention her name, um, Barbara Harder. Barbara, if you're listening, hey, how are you doing? But she talked about she uh, grew up in Jacksonville, Florida, during the uh, the Jim Crow uh, era, uh, the 50s. And then she became a hippie and went to the 60s and, you know, peace, love and and all of this stuff. And uh, she indulged herself a little bit, as a lot of the young kids did, to try to find herself and try to find, you know, what what is the universe is telling her and all that stuff. Became very disillusioned. Then she went to Hawaii and went to church found God and became saved. And, uh, you know, and it's one, I didn't even, she, this was unprovoked, you know, she just, you know, came out and just said it and it was so important to her. And it just reminds me, you know, we're talking about false prophets and really when we talk about the people who we listen to, we're, there are people who are looking to find an answer. Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, things are going wrong in my life. What's going on? And they'll seek certain things. And sometimes you'll, it'll take you to dark places. Yeah. But, this is a woman who kept on searching, found God, and now she has, you know, something stable 
in her life because she, you know, she kept on searching, uh, just like you know the people in um, in in Jeremiah's story. Well, it's wonderful she shared that with you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's and, cool. and then we get into the third point, which is the, uh, the point of the article, which is when we pray and when we seek, our, you know, our, um, our our goals in life. Is it inclusive of everyone? Or are we just focusing on, you know, are we are we praying to God? Oh, God, save me instead of save us. You know, because when we talk about Jeremiah 29, 11, you know, God doesn't just have a plan for you, us as an individual, but for us as a community. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. But the you is not singular, it's plural. It's collective. Okay. It's collective. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what the article, this, uh, this um, of course, my phone It's not about again. God's just going to yeah, come relevant. down and touch you. Exactly. <laughs> He's going to touch us. The royal you. Yeah, right, the royal right. you. Exactly. And the yeah. relevant article talks about that. He, he, I think the, art, the person who wrote the article is basically saying, if you take the, this scripture and you think, oh, he's just going to bless me and me only, then you've missed the point. God is talking to the people of Jerusalem. Well, I can tell you that I would love to have God come down and help our society right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it takes us. It takes us, you know, like not just protesting, but, you know, just working with one another. You know, America is not just about one leader, one person sitting on 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. This is a collective, a tapestry of people of all different colors and walks yeah. of life and societies and cultures helping each other. And I think when I look at the news today, yeah. as I'm tying it back to the, to the mm-hmm. I keep I, every time I look at this, I keep thinking of all those refugees and our political structure right now. Yeah. But um, I, f- I find it hard to get hopeful about God's plans about our society when I watch the news. Well, sh- well <laughs> sure. When we, yeah, we watch the. I mean, you know, there are all sorts of things that are happening that are not picked up on the news. The news, when it bleeds, it leads. You know. Um, I watch BBC. I watch BBC and listen to BBC because mm-hmm. um, all the false prophets. Yeah. <laughs> if you hear banging, that's my neighbor. You know, working his uh, glutes. He's in, getting you know. his temple ready. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> you know. I mean, I look at this, and uh, and one of the things, and the things that the the things that you just talked about, Deb, about like how hard it is to see the world right now. And when I look at especially passages like this, I have to look a little bit beyond it and kind of like say. Who am I? Am I the Babylonian people? Am I God in this story? Am I Jeremiah in this story? Who am I? And of course, as we pick apart these stories and you know and and try mm-hmm. and find the the meaning, we we become all the characters, just yeah. like when we yep. read a play. Oh, yeah. We're everybody yeah. there. One of the things that uh, that is in the Mass or in the Eucharist mm-hmm. that kind of rings true to me and. Whenever I approach Old Testament, I kind of have to keep it in mind, is that there's so much judgment going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, the people are judging God, and God's judging mm-hmm. the people, and Jeremiah's judging God, and God's judging Jeremiah. And there's all this kind of judgment going on. And then what I finally have to kind of realize is that, like, i got to let all that stuff go. Mm-hmm. I cannot be judged. It's not my job. Mm-hmm. It's not my job to judge me or anybody else. It's not something I was put on earth to do. And then I know that a loving God mm-hmm. does not judge me by my merits. No matter how much I achieve or no matter how much I feel like I've done what I need to do, I'm not being judged by those things at all. Where all the judgment comes down is how much I'm accepted I'm accepting of the forgiveness for the things that I have not done. And if I can accept that forgiveness, then I've, I, think I've, I think I've made it through that little particular mm-hmm. difficult thing. So when, when I, I mean, I know that sounds like a roundabout way of talking about what you're talking about, Deb, but it's just oh. like when I look at the world and how difficult it is and how hard it is, you know, especially and how disappointed I am in, you know, what people have done and what people have not done. Mm-hmm. I have to look upon a God that does not judge these people by what they've done, but by how much they have asked for forgiveness, how much they have 
tried to and how much not, they loved their how, how much they have tried man. not to screw up yeah. you know and uh and and i have to give people that kind mm-hmm. of feeling too when i look upon people who are like struggling and look upon people who are like doing the things i really wish they wouldn't do yeah i have to kind of pray for their reckoning Mm-hmm. Pray for their reckoning, not that they're going to get punished, yeah. not, but just that they're going to recognize and wake up. Sure. Just like I trying to yeah. wake up is like, please just help me stop screwing this shit up. Yeah, you know? I, 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 my, you know? I, I still believe that pain is finite. Pain is inevitable. We talked about that before, mm-hmm. and we will have suffering in our lives, but it doesn't last forever. You know, mm-hmm. you bump your knee, it's going to hurt but it will subside. I wanted to point you guys to Jeremiah 28 as we were talking about how horrible things are in the world. And um, it's a parallels. Jeremiah 28, uh, this is uh, verse 7. Jeremiah 28, verse 7. Nevertheless, listen to what I have to say in your hearing and in the hearing of all the people. From early times, actually, verse 8. From early times, the prophets who preceded you and me have prophesied war and disaster and plague against many countries and great kingdoms. But the prophet who prophesies peace will be recognized as one truly sent by the Lord, only if his predictions come true. And only if his predictions come true? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, um, and he's, this is a debate, this is a discussion that Jeremiah is having to, with Hananiah, the good prophets versus the false prophet. And then it goes into talking about the yoke um, that that uh, it says uh, in the same way I will break the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon off the neck of all the nations with, within two years basically Jeremiah is saying they're slaves. right exactly yeah. so the yoke will be broken but I think he's talking about listen there are people who will profit, who will talk about the war and all the horrible things but there are people who will talk about the peace yeah. and, he, and he does says if the predictions come true mm-hmm. but there are, there are people who talk about the peace and there are people who talk about the war and um, I, I think when we there, there are positive people, there are negative people in our lives. And I think if we stay positive and know that um, just like the people here in um, in Jeremiah who came from exile, you know, God wants them to think positively and to and to, right. and, and to go forward and to think about the future. Yeah, Jeremiah future. is like admonishing people all throughout this thing and then this brightness comes in mm-hmm. 2911. This yes. hope, right? Yes, exactly. And we talked what, three a few weeks ago about how suffering can turn into flourishing that you have to go through That's that. That's right. We talked about Job, 6th chapter. And I think that, you know, back to earlier what I was saying is that Jeremiah is saying you can thrive in the midst of suffering. Mm-hmm. But you have to put the work in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have to dig in. Yeah. Um, I you know I make lists, right? Yes. <laughs> so I have a list. Sure, go for of it. the things that I learned this week from mm-hmm. what you chose, and and this comes from out looking from the lines, mm-hmm. the verses around it. Yeah. So um, make the best of things was the one, the first thing that I thought of, mm-hmm. and pray where you are, no matter you know you might feel like you're in hell, mm-hmm. but pray anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Um, beware the wrong voices. Mm-hmm. Um, get hopeful about God's plans, and above all, seek the Lord. Absolutely, that was my list for the yeah. week. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Jeremiah thirteen, Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen is a wonderful button. Uh, it says, "You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart." Mm-hmm. And it's very simple. And this is he's talking about the Lord. Um, if you seek the Lord. And seek, seek him with all your heart. You will find him. And there are a lot of people like, well, I prayed to God and he's just not answering. I don't know if you're seeking with all of your heart. And I don't know if you have the best intentions. You know, you can't ask God to smite your. Well, I guess you can ask God to smite your enemies. But you can't have negative thoughts and you can't have selfish thoughts. You know, I was going to say, what are you praying? Like, right. Exactly. What, what are you praying what for? What are you using? And what right. Exactly. So those are the three things that I have. You know, number one. Um. Uh, um, should have forgotten. Well, uh, number two, who 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 are the people that we who are surrounded by? Oh, number one was you know are our thoughts selfish? Mm-hmm. And number three is does our thoughts and prayers are inclusive with everyone, a community? Because God is when He says He says that He will help all of us. He means all of us. 
So that is that. Uh, yeah. Anything else? I thought or? you had a third one for some reason. <laughs> well, that, that was the, the, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 like, he was, yeah, I'm waiting. Two, I'm like waiting. Two, one, three, right. <laughs> no, one, no, one, one is, um, one is, uh, don't, you know, don't be selfish in our, in our prayers, you know. Um, number two, beware of false prophets. And three, realize that God's love is a, God, is a love that includes, uh, you know, all of us and not just ourselves. So, and one and three is sort of, it sort of blends in together. So that is Jeremiah 29, uh, 11, for I know the plans I have for you. God has a plan for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. A future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> right on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, who wants to close this out in prayer? I, I will. I will. Mm-hmm. Um, dear Heavenly Father. Please give us the strength and courage to reach out to those around us and to build a safer and better community. Um, Let us be hopeful about your plans and let us uh, be prayerful um, in our next week and seek you above all else. In your holy name we pray. Amen. 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 Yeah, that's almost an hour. That, that's, that's fine. A hard word. Yeah, prayerful, <laughs> prayerful. <laughs> all right, faith is a podcast open to anyone. You may not believe at all. You may be Muslim, Jewish, agnostic, or atheist. You may have had a horrible experience in the church, which have made you turn, turn your back to God. You can still have faith. We ask that you listen to this podcast, even challenge us on Facebook or SoundCloud. We and we also have Twitter and Snapchat. Uh, you can find me at Reg Clay and um, at Deb. DLC A R R I G E R. DL Carragher, <laughs> and we'll have uh, bl- we'll have plugs. You can send me a postcard. <laughs> yeah, we got to get you on. We have to get him a post yeah. office box though, so you don't show up at his yeah. front door. And by all means, yeah, by all means, share what you feel. Don't feel alienated because we speak of what we believe. The Bible has been around for thousands of years, and even now, in the age of the internet and social media and great technology, it still has a message for all of us. You can listen to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app on or or on iTunes. Just open up your iTunes app, click on store, go on the search engine on the upper right-hand side, and search for you got to have faith, and you'll find us. If you're an Android user, download SoundCloud or just go on SoundCloud.com. Search for us, and you will find us. Thanks for listening. God bless you. Have a wonderful and blessed week. Oh, oh, oh.